Good morning, Boker Tov, and welcome back to our 10 minutes of meaning, Mesila Sisharim. Our study of the Ramchal's monumental work is Magnum Opus, his uh, fantastic guide to how to live our best lives yet, how to fulfill our purpose in being here, how to be as complete and whole as we possibly can. I want to thank our generous sponsors for the year, Chani and Lenny Grunstein, who sponsored in memory of Chani's beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. Thank you for your generosity. And anyone who would like to sponsor a particular class, please email lee at brsonline.org, lee at brsonline.org, and we welcome your sponsorship. We are still in the middle of Parak Yud Aleph, chapter 11, where the Ramchal has been describing to us the Midah of Nikias, the quality of cleanliness. How can we purge from ourselves? How can we remove from ourselves the negative temptation, the negative draw, the negative distractions? We've hopefully grown in zahirus, in mindfulness, we're aware, we're conscientious, we're mindful of our thoughts, our speech, and our action. We are hopefully grown in zrizus, alacrity. We've set goals and we're pursuing them. We make resolutions and we have a plan about how to achieve them. And now we're up to Nikias and we're trying to purge and rid from ourselves to move from the area, as we've described, from the battleground to conquered territory. Conquered territory needs to be defended, but it's not a battleground. It's not a place where there's still a daily fight. So whether it's our eating or profanity or punctuality, whether it's our envy or our anger, and most recently, honor, we're identifying all these attributes and qualities where we're trying to grow and we're trying to improve ourselves to live our best selves. Imagine what life would look like if you didn't get angry and you weren't filled with envy and you didn't grow frustrated. Imagine what life would look like if you didn't pursue honor. Imagine how enriched your relationships would be. Imagine how magnificent life would be if you went to sleep every night and when you rest your head on your pillow, you feel a sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride, a sense of having lived life with enthusiasm and alacrity and going to pursue exactly who we are meant to be. We can. That's the Midah of Nikias, is the capacity to try to grow in these areas, the capacity to purge from ourselves the temptation to be otherwise. It's why we're here. Rav Hutner, whose Yeritzite is around now, the great Rav Yitzchak Kutner, writes in his Pachad Yitzchak and Yom Kippur, he says, the truth of the matter is that the power of change is the greatest innovation after the wonder of the creation of heaven and earth. After the magnificent sense that God created the world, heaven and earth, that creation, of course, is ex nihilo, something from nothing, the greatest act ever. We become partners in creation when we recreate ourselves. It parallels the creation of the universe when we grow in our midos and we recreate our sense of selves. Okay, so we're up to chapter 11 and we're dealing with the quality of kavod, those who pursue honor. If you chase honor, honor runs away from you. And if you run away from honor, honor runs after you. And we live in a world that defines self-worth, whether we are meaningful or consequential. How many friends, how many followers, how many reposts, how many retweets, how much have we been honored at the dinner, and so on and so forth. Klal Hadvarim says the Ramchal. Sorry, Kloloshodavar says the Ramchal. Here's the summary. The desire for honor is what grips a person's heart more than any other worldly want and desire. If you didn't live for honor, if we didn't compete and compare ourselves with others and want the honor and distinction, we'd be satisfied. Whatever we had to eat, if it filled our belly. In whatever home we lived, if it covered our head. Whatever car we drove, if it got us from point A to point B. 
What's the problem? And we wouldn't be competing, we wouldn't need honor, biggest house, the nicest car, the fanciest clothing, jewelry, most ostentatious simcha. It's that pursuit of honor, of recognition, of wanting to stand out that pushes us. Now sometimes there's a healthy competitiveness, as we've shared before. Competition among scholars increases wisdom. So if somebody is pushed to publish, if somebody is pushed to be mechadish, if somebody is pushed to learn, to grow, to know, then that's a very healthy competitiveness. If competitiveness doesn't say, you know, I want that instead of my neighbor, but I admire that and I want that like my neighbor. I also want that marriage. I also want those children. I also want to feel that connection to Hashem. I also want to be involved in that learning or growing. If a person is driven not to compete in lieu or instead, not in a win-lose paradigm, but a win-win paradigm where you could have it, but I also want it, then it's a healthy drive. Can I sow from Tarbachachma? That's a healthy push. But if the drive is, I want that instead of you. If you have it, I don't. And I want to have it and you won't. If it's a win-lose paradigm, then everybody loses. person can't endure seeing himself humiliated. person can't imagine that they're lower than their peers. And you enter into the fray with no end in sight to all of that labor. You know, I had a mashkirach in Karen Biavna when I learned in Yeshiva, Rav Rivlin, who used to say, nobody's upset they don't get an aliyah on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. How come nobody's upset they don't get an aliyah on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Friday? Because nobody else gets an aliyah either. You don't read the Torah those days. When does one get upset? Why is he getting another aliyah? Why is he called? Why is he getting the kavod? It's called the kavod, a kibud. A kibud at a wedding. Or a kibud in davening. Why does he get this kibud, this kavod, and I don't? If nobody gets it, you're not upset. So the Ramchal says we should live our lives as if every day nobody's getting it. What they're getting is none of my business. My life is my business. Their life is not. And therefore, I have to do the best I can. And I have to learn the meat of histapkos to be satisfied with what I have. What I have is what I'm meant to have. It's what I'm determined that I need. We read in this parsha. we spoke in the parsha class yesterday, that Esav and Yaakov reunite after 34 years. And Esav says, Yeshli Rav, I've got a lot. Look at all of this. I have a lot. And Yaakov says, Yeshli Kol. We have a Masoda, we come from a tradition of, I have everything. By definition, what I have is everything I need. That's what we daven for. Hashem bless us in the sense of kol, that ability to be happy with what I have. I don't need honor. I don't need more. I don't need more fame, more spotlight. I don't need to monopolize the conversation, but rather I could stay in my lane. I know my place. There are three things that remove a person from the world, and they are jealousy, lust, drive, temptation, and the pursuit of honor. If I live my life, evaluating my life by what other people have, I'm competing, I'm comparing, jealousy, and taiva, lust, and the pursuit of honor, it removes me from the world. What does that mean, olam? I think it's Rabbeinu Yono who says, what it means is it defeats and defies the purpose of creation. Why did God create a world? For the world to stand on Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Chasadim. The world should stand on these three pillars. Oh, and, and that's why he created the world. So if you, instead of pursuing Torah, the study of Torah, values, avoda being of service, davening prayer, connection to God, and gemilas chasadim, caring about giving to other people, then the world has no foundation upon which to rest. That's why the world was created. It's why we're here. It's why he created this whole experiment, this whole enterprise. And what are the things that remove us that defeat the purpose of creation? 
They are jealousy, lust, and honor. Says Rabbeinu Yonah, that's not why we're here. We've defeated the very reason we're here. But I want to add another beautiful explanation. Min ha'ola means the whole world. If you remember all the way back to the beginning of Mesil Susharim, when we started, whenever we started, I don't even remember. The Mesil Susharim began and he said, how do we evaluate why we're here? The name of the chapter was, Beber Klal Chovas Ha'adam Ba'olamo. What is the chova? What is the reason we're here? We spoke about duties and responsibility versus rights and privileges. And he writes, Yisoda Chasidah Sashor Sha'avodah Tamima, that the root of of serving Hashem faithfully, of piety, a person should clarify and discover the truth. What is my duty? What is my responsibility? Why am I in my world? In his world. It doesn't say in the world. It says in his world. Every one of us is our own world. We each have our own DNA. We have our own genetics. We each have our own background. We have our own personality. We each have our own baggage. We each have our own opportunity. We each have our own, um, of our own challenges. We each have our own talents and skills. We each have our own liabilities. Each of us is our own world altogether. We're our own world. How do we keep our world stable? How do we create an equilibrium in our world? How do we find health and happiness in our world? By involving, engaging in Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Chasadim. When our day includes within it the study and the living of Torah, the values of Torah, when it includes prayer, Avodah, being of service, when it includes Gemilas Chasadim, caring about others, then our world is balanced. Our world is stable. Our world is healthy. But when our day consists of jealousy and giving into lust, and pursuing honor, it's motzias adam in olam. Then it extracts, it takes us out of our world. Our world is knocked off kilter. Our world is knocked off its axis. We don't have health. We can't have happiness. And our rabbis tell us, they cautioned us, don't seek greatness and don't look for honor. And I see this as a rabbi. How many say, you know, I'm not taking a job that pays me less than six figures. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I'm worth? Do you know what I'm capable of? Do you know what I used to make? And therefore, they earn zero instead of earning something. Their family suffers. They suffer. They rely on the community. All because honor gets in the way. I don't mean to minimize. It's a difficult, difficult circumstance to be in that position. And yet, we have to put our own ego aside. Ego undermines so much it absolutely compromises and sabotages relationships, mental health, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health. We have to put that ego aside. Ego is healthy if it's self-preservation, if it gives us ambition and drive. But too much indulgence in ego and covet in honor, it absolutely sabotages our health, our happiness. Is their foolishness greater than this? And is there anything more inane and brings to idleness and stagnation? The person who pursues honor, who thinks they deserve better, who, whose ego is inflated, will make critical mistakes. Their judgment is impaired and they'll end up sabotaging their very happiness. Because they never want to denigrate their honor. If it's all about honor, all about ego, all about me, then I can't see clearly. I can't have good judgment. I won't make good decisions. I can't experience healthy and good relationships. We'll end here for now. We'll pick up and conclude with uh, the emphasis on honor next week. Stay tuned. 
in 20 minutes, 8.45, Living with Amuna, same YouTube channel. And tonight, 9 p.m., we go behind the bima with Rabbi Yoel Gold. We'll announce a new upcoming amazing video. Very excited to go behind the bima with Rabbi Yoel Gold. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy. Have a fantastic day.